worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Word of God, the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Then looking in the word of God further, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55, beginning at verse 6. Again, Isaiah chapter 55, starting at verse 6. Seek the Lord while he Excuse me, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Again, verses 6 to 11, Isaiah chapter 55. And then this final passage at this point, this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's houses and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Johnny's and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are 
just as with Johnny's and Jambri's. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3, the entire chapter. Thank you, Father, once again for the privilege we have of being able to come to you in prayer every single day, knowing that you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. What a blessing it is for us to come to you in prayer daily, and what a privilege and a blessing it is for us to walk with you in your word every day. Father, do a perfect and a mighty work in the heart of every listener in such a way that each listener would fall more in love with you and with your word uh, this day, and more and more empower us to be faithful hearers and doers of your word, believers who are listening to you continually and living a life following your heart. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker, and our producer is Isaac Jackson. And as always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you as a part of our listening family. As we often do, we share articles and different tools that we encourage you to email us to get. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And uh, we're glad to share them with you. Again, our goal is to put into your hands articles, tools that will be good spiritual growth tools for you, discipleship tools for you in your personal walk, also for you to use in the discipleship of your of your own family, but also tools you can email and forward to others and make hard copies as well as share with uh, fellow church members, co-workers on the job, extended family members, whoever you impress to the Lord to share them with. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. I'm going to take a moment now to share at least a portion of an article. And remember, again, if you want any of the articles we share, but uh, this article is entitled, What If God Wrote a Book? What if God wrote a book? What would he say? What would he tell us about himself? What would he want to share with the world? What would he say about life? Would he explain all the greatest mysteries of life and of the universe? Would he try to answer all of our questions? Would he try to answer any of our questions? If God wrote a book, would you read it? Would you make it a top priority to find out what the creator of the universe had to say to us? Would you decide that the creator of all men and women on earth must have something important to communicate to his creation? Or would you say, I have no interest in what he has to say? I like this or that author and his or her writing, but I'm not into religion. Well, God did write a book. 
We call it the Bible, and we call it the written Word of God. The Bible is a top-selling book. It is, in fact, the best-selling book in the world. It is, in fact, the best-selling book of all time. According to the Guinness World Records, as of 1995, the Bible is the best-selling nonfiction book of all time with an estimated 5 billion copies sold and distributed. That's quite an impressive record. Well, for some who still question the accuracy and inerrancy of the Bible and who might wonder why the Guinness World Records could put it in the nonfiction category, we suggest you visit um, the, the website of thegodwhospeaks.org where you can uh, get more information through that project by American Family Studios. God used around 40 or so human secretaries to write the Bible, and it's actually one story. It's the story of God who created the universe and how mankind, part of his creation, fell into sin. And it's the story of how God provided redemption through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So of all the good books in the world, none outsell God's book, the Bible. And of all the good books you can read, wouldn't it be wise to read the one written by the one who made you? Wouldn't reading the book written by the creator of the universe be much more productive than simply reading books written by his creatures. For best results, follow the instructions of the manufacturer. Let's be wise enough to listen to the wisdom of the one who made us. He has the words of eternal life. Everyday believers have the opportunity to do all these things with God's precious word. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Reading three chapters in the Bible daily, reading three chapters in the Bible daily will bless your life a lot. And for time reasons, we're going to end. That's not the entire article. It's a portion of it. Again, the title of the article, What If God Wrote a Book uh, from the AFA Stand that we wrote some time ago. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us, Joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'll be glad to get a copy to you. We are very blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today. Uh, we've not, we've never had the privilege of having him on as of yet, but we're honored to have him today. Uh, Michael Gunnan, he's the uh, Chief Growth Officer and the Executive Vice President of a great ministry called Walk Through the Bible. Michael, how are you today? Uh, I'm good, Joseph. How are you today? Doing very well. Very good. Again, grateful to have you on with us today. And Would you take a few moments to further introduce yourself and then tell our listeners about Walk Through the Bible? And we're, we're coming on a, up on a break soon, but if we get cut off, uh, we'll just pick up on the other side. But just, again, further introduce yourself and then tell our listeners about the work and the ministry of Walk Through the Bible. Sure. Well, I, it's so, such, a, such an honor to be uh, on, your, on your program today. Uh, as you said, I, I get to serve as the Executive Vice President and Chief Growth Officer of, uh, of Walk Through the Bible, a, a global ministry. And, um, you know, one of the things that we say ar- around uh, Walk Through the Bible is the Bible changes everything. And I think those verses that you read um, can be summarized exactly that way. You know, we just believe that the Bible changes everything, that if we can get people to read and to engage in the Bible, that it will change their life, that it can change families, it can change churches, it can change communities, that it can change the world. And uh, that's what we do at Walk Through the Bible. Uh, we were founded in 1976, so I've been around for 46, 47 years now. 
And uh, we, we articulate our mission like this, helping people everywhere live God's Word. And that's what we are absolutely committed to do, to, uh, to create events and resources uh, that can come alongside churches and, and serve individual believers to just help them to read the Scriptures, to understand and to engage with the Bible in a significant and meaningful way, and then to figure out how do we live that out in our lives um, day in and day out. Um, we have the privilege of, of serving in about 140 countries around the world. Uh, God continues to grow and expand the ministry of Walk Through the Bible, and we are just privileged to to serve the, the 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 church, to serve Christians, and just helping to figure out how do we um, how do we read the Bible, how do we engage in Scripture, and then how do we allow uh, the the author of Scripture, God Himself, to use His Word to transform and to change our lives. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Then, would it be accurate to say, then, in part, a walk through the Bibles is, uh, amongst other things, an overseas mission agency too? Yeah, absolutely. So we we were founded here in the U.S., um, but over the the years, uh, God has continued to take our our resources, our events, and, and the resources that we create around the world. And like I said, we're uh, we know that our events and our resources are active, um, I think, last year in 141 countries around the world. So we do have a big global uh, footprint, um, and, and and we're seeing impact in, in those places around the world. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of ministry here in uh, North America, but quite a bit in, uh, you said, 141 different countries. Yes, that's that's right. All right. Well, we're coming up on a break, but on the other side of the break, as we begin, I'm going to invite you to pray for listeners to really have ears to hear what the Lord wants to say to them. Because, you know, one of the uh, wonderful things about being a part of the family of God and the church and the kingdom of God is that in reality, in the true sense of the word, every believer is a missionary and it's important for them to grasp that. So we'll have you to pray on the other side of the break. Our phone guest today is Michael Gunnan. He's the Chief Growth Officer and Executive Vice President of Walk Through the Bible. We'll be right back. Bread of life Sent down from glory Many things you were a holy king, a carpenter, but you are the living word Come on. Music of Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. 
And again, if you want to if you want to receive any of the articles that we may share on the broadcast, simply email us at that same email, Joseph at AFR.net. We'd be glad to get them to you. The portion of the article we read earlier, again, the article was entitled, What If God Wrote a Book? If you'd like to get that article, simply email us. We'll be glad to get that to you. Our phone guest today is Michael Gunnan. He's the Chief Growth Officer and Executive Vice President of the ministry Walk Through the Bible. And Michael, as we begin this segment, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for listeners that they'll have ears to hear all the Lord wants to say to them because every every single listener... Again, God is doing something different in their lives, but he wants us all to grow up and grow strong in him. Would you pray for our listeners? Sure, happy to. Father, we, uh, we are so grateful for the chance to, um, to listen, to, to, um, to be a part of this, uh, this program. Father, I, I know that there are many people who are listening, um, and, and every, everyone has different circumstances, different challenges, different realities. Um, everyone's situation and story is unique and different, but, but, but for all of us, you want to speak to us. You, you, you want to communicate to us through your word. You want to speak to us where we are. And so, Father, I just pray that we would have ears to hear you, that we would, we would open up our hearts and our minds to hear what you want to say to us through your word, that we would have a hunger and a passion and a desire to read your word, to read this book that you wrote to us, and that we would hear your voice. And as your children, we would be drawn to you to hear and to respond and follow as you lead. So, Father, I just pray for the listeners that today. I pray that you would just, uh, they would feel your presence and your nearness in their life, and that we would be drawn to you. As we, uh, as we think about the impact of your word in our life. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michael. You know, Michael, I want to mention this, and I'm going to ask you just to kind of respond, if you would. But um, for many years, uh, I would say this, and I, I've had the privilege of being a pastor for most of the last 47 years, but for many years, I'd heard of Walk Through the Bible and wanted to get to one of the events. But Finally, about six years ago, I had the privilege of going to one. It was led by uh, one of your staff, uh, Brother Brian Johnson, and uh, I went to it, and I think it was even better than I thought it would be and was so blessed by it. And so I, by the grace of the Lord, had the opportunity to go through the training to do the OT Live presentation, Uh, and I've had, after going through the training, I've had the privilege of doing a number of walk through the Bible, OT live presentations in different settings, church settings, and also in uh, in prison settings as well. I thoroughly have enjoyed it. So I'm going to ask if you'll, would you explain to our listeners, just tell, explain to them what a live event is and why it's such an important tool and, and even a weapon in the hands of the Holy Spirit to impact uh, a local church and believers as well. Sure, happy to. So, so the live events was where Walk Through the Bible started um, back in 1976 with an event called Walk Through the Old Testament. It's uh, been uh, renamed now and called OT Live, uh, as you mentioned it. Um, the, the goal of, of our uh, OT Live, and we've got a New Testament event called NT Live events, is to, is to teach the big story of the Old or the New Testament. You know, a lot of us uh, come to the Bible and we open it up and we, and we read individual stories 
or we sit in a church service and hear a sermon on a particular text or story and and often struggle to figure out how how do all of these individual stories fit together into a cohesive narrative into a big picture and and often that's the frustration that people have or the obstacles that they have to even reading the bible is it it feels a disconnected or random as we try to read it. And so what what we've done is created an event um, in in our churches in the U.S. It's taught in about three hours for the Old Testament and three hours for the New Testament. And it just teaches the big storyline of the Older and the New Testament. And, and we try to do it in a really fun and engaging way. And so we use sort of a kinetic learning uh, process, and, and we actually use hand signs to remember 40 uh, people, places, uh, events that happen in the story of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, and so you're just learning the sort of the framework, the meta narrative, the 30,000 foot view of the storyline of the Old Testament. So that when you go back and you start reading your Bible or you're listening to sermons, uh, you're, I, I, you, you're remembering where all the pieces fit together. Um, someone has, uh, has, has, has described OT Live like the, 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 box top of a puzzle. You know, all the individual pieces, it's, it's having that, that, the picture on the top of the box of the, the box that really, really helps you see the big picture and where all those, those pieces fit together. So that's what we do. We train instructors. Uh, I know you've been, you've been trained, uh, Joseph, and, and uh, we, we train instructors and then we send them out to churches and events and prisons and schools and all sorts of places. Uh, to teach those uh, those events, and so maybe some of your uh, listeners would be interested in being trained as an instructor, or their their pastors, or or, or members of churches that would be interested in having walk through the Bible come and, and have one of these events in the churches. We do that uh, all across the U.S. every year, uh, hosting events in inside local churches that really just ignites a passion for people to read the scriptures, um, and, and we just see life change take place. Um, after our events, a hunger, a passion, a thirst for for God's Word. Well, you know, uh, and I, I appreciate you sharing that specifically, Michael, too. And I would hope that lots of listeners would think to themselves, I want to go to one of the live events and see it for myself. In it. Because I, I do recall that when I first attended one, uh, just as you mentioned, the, the hand motions, the, the 40 hand motions that step you through the Old Testament and doing those that's a, a fun way to learn such an important truth or a, such important concept of seeing how the Bible all flows together as one story. And I've heard it illustrated this way that like one person explained that for some people, the way they see the Bible, it's kind of like a, a jumbled up closet with a bunch of things all here, there, and yonder. But this kind of event, this kind of seminar helps put order to the closet. And helps put things in place where you see it's all connected and it all flows together. And that's a wonderful tool to help believers both in their spiritual growth, but also, as you mentioned, when a believer falls in love afresh with the Lord and with his word and they become a diligent student of the word of God who reads the word every day, it does change everything. It does help put them in a whole new place in their walk with God because they're consistently walking with God and listening to his voice in their lives. Uh, would, would you take a moment now, specifically, Michael, to pray for believers to grow in their understanding of the critical place God's Word needs to have in their lives and that they would do something about it, that they would really strive to become that kind of student of His Word? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Father, you, you wrote us a book 
you you chose to reveal yourself to make yourself known to us in, in a written form and it is a it is a joy and a privilege to hold in our hands your words um, yet so yet for so many of us we struggle to read it it may be because of busyness and the full schedules that we keep. Maybe because we start and we get confused by it. Maybe because we're just apathetic towards it. And but for whatever the reason, Father, I I pray that for our our listeners today, I, I pray that you would put in them a fresh hunger and desire to hear your word to read it, to know the privilege that we have to hold in our very hands your words and that we would be so diligent and faithful in reading them. And if there are resources like Walk Through the Bible or many others that can help overcome some of those challenges and obstacles, I pray that we would seek those resources out. So, Father, we would be students of your word, that we would have a hunger and a thirst to read these words that you, of all the words, these words that you chose to write and preserve for us. So renew in us a strong desire to be students of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michael. And you know, I think of this too, Michael, and I'm going to ask if you'll respond to this as well. You know, the fact is we live in a world that's it's a dangerous place in so many ways. And like it or not, and, you know, uh, one thing that is true on our broadcast, we often talk about spiritual warfare, and not because it's such a fun subject per se, but it's a reality that we all face every day of our lives. And I'm reminded of the fact that we live in a day and time in which not only do we as adults deal with spiritual warfare, but our children step out on the same battlefield every day that we do as well. How critical it is that we as the church equip our children with a precious and powerful Word of God and for many reasons, but one of the reasons is this. We have to stop sending our children out on the battlefield of life with, with sticks and stones and rocks and small items, whereas the enemy comes with bazookas and tanks and missiles and all sorts of things, and too often many children as well as adults are casualties in the spiritual warfare of our life. When we recognize this, that God's word is an atom bomb. And as we learn to use it, we can learn to stop being victims for the victims in this world and become victors. Because again, the word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the word, and he, as he teaches us to use his word, it just changes so much. Uh, thoughts that come to your mind when you think about the reality of spiritual warfare and the need to put God's word to work in our lives. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I just agree with everything that you said. You know, one of the things, uh, Joseph, that it walked through the Bible that we've done over the past two or three years is is really begin to expand our work among uh, children and teens. Uh, over our 40-plus year history, we, we've done some work with, with children, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, back in 2019, 2020, we really launched a, a, a very intentional effort uh, to to do exactly what you just said to to equip our children with um, knowledge of God's word, but also 
a hunger for God's Word, a, a passion for Scripture that we hope will carry them for the rest of their Christian lives. And so, you know, just last year, we, we taught just over 1.3 million kids around the world, uh, the big picture of the Old or the New Testament. And what's really amazing is that we're able to go into places that you wouldn't think we would be able to. And so there are places um, around the world where even in the public school system, they require a religious education is a part of their public school education. And so we work through partnerships where we're able to send instructors into, I mean, this is, this is crazy to me, into uh, public schools in places like West Africa and the UK to teach OT Live because it gives that historical overview of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- we would long and pray for those opportunities in the United States where mm-hmm. we could go into the public school system and teach the big story of the Old Testament. But that's happening in places around the world. And we just believe that God's Word doesn't come back empty, and we're planting seeds um, in those places where we're teaching the storyline of the Old Testament or the New Testament, and just know that God is going to bear fruit in those seeds that are that are being planted. But we absolutely share your, your conviction there around uh, the need to equip our kids with uh, uh, not only a knowledge of the Scripture, but a passion for the Scriptures that we just want to launch them into the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think of this too, Michael, that, uh, and again, I want to ask just for your thoughts on this reality, but, uh, you know, we live in a world where, sadly, the media has become uh, now, not that it has to be, but too often it's a weapon that the kingdom of darkness uses to impact our youth in wrong and wicked ways. The reality is too many children, well, too many adults as well, they're addicted to their cell phones, they're addicted to media, and too often toxic darkness pours into their minds and their hearts every day and and spending lots of time on it. And some of those same people may not crack a Bible, even though many of them may attend church. And how tragic that is, both in the results in their own spiritual life but also in the way it affects their thinking and their whole perspective, too. Would you uh, specifically pray for the church to become much more strategic and much more diligent about teaching the importance of getting into God's Word every single day? Yeah, let's pray. Father, I pray for pastors and churches today. I pray that the the church and the the pastors who are leading them would 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 recognize the the critical need to encourage Bible reading and Bible engagement in the local church. I pray that it would not be just another thing to get done, but it would become a central focus to encourage people to equip people to to become passionate about your word. I, pr- I pray that. Um, if there are tools like walk through the Bible or, or so many others that can that can come alongside the church, come alongside pastors to encourage Bible reading and Bible engagement, that you would you would just open up those conversations, Father. We we know that if if we are um, neglectful about hearing from you from your Word, Father, we we know that the foundation of everything that's being built is is on on shaky ground. And so, Father, would you just encourage pastors right now, encourage churches right now, encourage all of us to be students of your word. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Our phone guest today is Michael Gunnan. He's the Chief Growth Officer and Executive Vice President of Walk Through the Bible. We'll be right back. 
Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Michael Gunnan. He's the Chief Growth Officer and the Executive Vice President of Walk Through the Bible. Michael, if someone listening is thinking to themselves, I would really like to go to one of those live events and see this for myself, or they're thinking, I would really like to see if we can help bring that event to our whole church, how would you respond to that question? Yes, it's really easy. The easiest way is to go to our website, which is walkthrough.org, uh, walkthrough.org, W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G, W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Um, our 800 number is 1-800-361-6131, 1-800-361-6131. Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, though. Uh, you'll see uh, some links there at the top of the page about hosting an event and getting some information. Uh, you can fill out a form, and one of our uh, staff will be in, in touch with you. And then there's also a list of events that are coming up uh, around the country. You can uh, search by your zip code or look on a map and see where those are. Uh, but that would be the easiest way is to go to our website. Okay, okay. And, you know, Michael, something that comes to my mind is when, when I've uh, had the privilege of doing one of the OT Live uh, uh, seminars, uh, I, well, like, for example, when I had the privilege a few months ago to do one in a correctional facility, it's a it really is a fun event, especially when it comes to using the hand motions because you get people to laughing and as well as learning about the Word of God and how it all connects. But also I found that the hand motions are wonderful tools to help make it fun for adults, obviously, but for kids too. When kids get into that, they get to 
learning the hand motions and going through them and kind of laughing as they do it. But at the same time, they're laughing and learning at the same time. So it's a, a wonderful learning event, and it's something that I think it's, it would be good for every believer to go through because you'll learn things you didn't know about the Word of God. You'll learn ways in which so many of the stories or events you've maybe heard of for many years connect all as one story. And also, it will help to set, set you on fire with a new love for God's Word. So again, I would hope every listener would have an interest in learning more about it then. So, so would you share more about uh, why somebody would be wise to make it a priority to get to a live event, though? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for us, we just we talk about igniting passion for Scripture um, as a ministry. And, and I think that's what the event does, is it, it, it really does ignite a passion for God's Word. And, um, you know, as you read uh, all of the research that's, been, that's being done around Bible reading in the U.S. And, and what are the challenges and what are the obstacles for why people don't read the Bible, um, you know, often time is is up there at the top of the list but but also confusion uh, around the the scriptures you know we open our bible we maybe get a bible reading plan at the start of the year or we get convicted and we you know we well, I'm going to start reading my bible and we sort of open it up somewhere and and it just feels very disconnected and how do all these stories fit together or we're confused by it and and before long we just end up closing the book and, and putting it down because we we can't quite get our, he- our, our hands around, our head around what, what's happening in it. And, and so what the event does is it just gives you that framework, that skeleton, that, that big picture that allows all those individual stories to, to fit together. And, and, and what we found, and, and we've been doing this for more than four decades now, is that when people get the big story of Scripture, um, it really does help overcome some of those challenges to reading the Bible, and it and it really does ignite a passion uh, for God's Word. We we've seen that over and over and over again. Um, just that that longing and that desire for Scripture that comes following one of our events. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, and I, I appreciate you just sharing that too. And that, like, because. Uh, God's Word really is the answer to everything, and I think it's wise for us to be mindful that, you know, when we're reading the Word of God, when we're reading it ourselves as believers, and when our children are reading the Word of God, we're engaging Jesus. We're listening to Jesus. We're spending time listening to Him, spending time in His presence, and He's ministering to us. And the fact is, I think one can't over, cannot overestimate how valuable that is. Yet, sadly, many people miss out because they just don't make it a priority in their lives. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity you give us every day of being able to open your word. And what a blessing and a privilege it is for us to live in a nation where we have that freedom. So many live in nations where they literally can be arrested and imprisoned for simply having a Bible. Help us, Lord, to be wise enough to take full advantage of the privilege of being able to open your word and spend time with you one-on-one with your word every single day. And help us to spend significant time. Help us to know, Lord, that we're wise to not just nibble on your word, but to feast on your word and to draw on its grace every single day. Thank you for that opportunity. Set us on fire and set families on fire to make it a priority to read your word as families together, discipling each other and helping each other to grow up as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Michael, why don't I ask you this too? Um, 
you know, just alluded to that in the uh, prayer prayed there. There's such a need for families to make time for husbands and wives and for parents to make make it a priority to help their families get into God's Word as well. What encouragement can you share about the importance of families getting into the Word of God as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think I think everyone knows that families reading Scripture together and, and being in the Word of God together is important. I think the biggest challenge is just making it a priority. You know, just carving out the time, and and that's that's what I would challenge your listeners with is is to be intentional about finding time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for for most of us, uh, if you're sort of an average reader, um, if you if you would read the Bible 15 minutes a day over the course of a year, every day for 15 minutes, you would read the entire Bible. And so we often, mm-hmm. you know, we often think, well, there's I don't there's no way that I would find time to read the entire Bible in a year, but that's all that it takes 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of us can find that, you know, maybe it's 15 minutes up or uh, earlier in the morning or staying up later at night. But it, it's probably 15 minutes of TV or scrolling through social media sites um, or playing some, you know, game on our phones that we could find that 15 minutes every day as an individual or as a family to, to read the Bible. So, so don't let time be the barrier for you reading God's Word. It's mm-hmm. about commitment and about priority. And, and deciding, you know what, this is the most important thing, and, and there may be something else that I have to push to the side, but I'm not going to push to the side my time in God's Word. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read a real quick passage. I'm going to ask you just to comment, because it speaks powerfully exactly to what you just shared. This is Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And, you know, in these few verses, there's so much God says to us about the importance of being a diligent student of Scripture. Would you pray for believers to grasp truths behind this passage? Yeah, Father, so many of us are like Martha in that story. We're busy, and, and we're busy with important things. But so often we neglect the time just sit at your feet and to listen, to just be in your presence, to hear your voice, to listen to your word. So, Father, for, for those of us who just keep very, very full calendars and busy lives, would you help us to be intentional about carving out the time necessary to just be merry in that story, to just be still, to be in your presence, and to know that is the most important thing for us. Would you speak to our hearts? Would you correct us? Would you challenge us? Would you call us into your presence day in and day out? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Michael, one more time. If someone is uh, thinking to themselves, they very much would like to try to attend to find out where a live event will be happening and they would like to go to it. Or if they're thinking to themselves, I want to talk to my pastor or maybe some of the listeners are pastors themselves and they want to bring it to their local church. Tell them one more time what to do to pursue bringing that event to their church or attending one. Yep, go to our website, walkthrough.org, W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G, and you can find all the information there about uh, hosting an event. There's a form to fill out, and somebody from our team will be in touch with you. Uh, There's a list of events, and and there's also just plenty of other resources that we have on our website, Uh, some resources that are absolutely free, uh, some that are in our store, uh, but lots of resources uh, for, for you that can help to ignite passion for God's Word in your life. And, of course, if there are listeners who are thinking to themselves they want to help support the work of Walk Through the Bible in the mission outreach that they do, they same website, correct? Absolutely. Same website, um, and all the information about how to do that is uh, on, the, on the site. All right. All right. Michael, thank you so much for being with us today, all right? It has been an honor, and uh, let's do it again soon. All right. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a good day. Today is a great day to make that decision and invite him into your life to be your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that step, invite Christ to come into your heart to save you, to make you brand new, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. Lord, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've ever done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We definitely hope that you'll get in touch with us. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Michael, one more time, uh, if someone wants to connect with Walk Through the Bible, share the website one more time, please. Yep, walkthrough.org, W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. All right. Thanks so much for being with us today, Michael. Thank you. So it was an absolute honor and privilege. All right. Please pray much for the work of Walk Through the Bible. And please go to the website to learn more about them and pray about bringing the Walk Through the Bible, a live event to your church as well. 
Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.